Do you love the Mason Vera Payne show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then keep listening. It's time for Team MVP. Uh, Team MVP is a show about your life, covering everything from movies and games to technology to politics, but not the stuff you hear about on the news. Coming to you from MVP Studios, Team MVP starts now. Team MVP correspondent Brian Altimer here live from MVP Studios in Chicago, and thank you for tuning in. Well, the mortgage industry is a complex beast, and as a result, the housing market always seems to be experiencing a number of different effects. CEO and owner of Rogers Healing Companies, Rogers Healy, explains how these effects can come from a number of different sources and how understanding them all will help you make more informed decisions as a property investor or home buyer. Rogers, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Go Cubs. <laughs> yeah. So I was watching a story here locally about zombie foreclosures, and, and it sounded like it was really unfortunate, but I had no idea something like this exists. So what is a zombie foreclosure? It's just a more extreme, scary term for foreclosure. And it happens when a homeowner moves out of the home during the foreclosure, and then the foreclosure actually doesn't happen. So just consider it the ultimate ultimate backfire situation. But, you know, COVID, we had a lot of crazy things come up with a thing called forbearance and a lot of people that weren't able to pay their bills. It ballooned at the time it was all due. And so they started getting kind of scared. But what we've seen is this, this zombie thing. People are anticipating the house foreclosing. So they're essentially literally packing their stuff up in the middle of the night and moving out and then dot 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 it doesn't foreclose so you know zombie is living dead and so this term has come about where these homes that are for potentially foreclosing you really can't have any life in there because they have not technically foreclosed yet or maybe will they ever and so is that uh responsibility of the bank or the homeowner previous uh, homeowner because the story i saw the the lady you know it was so unfortunate for her but she lost the property she moved out the property itself was bulldozed and now is a vacant lot and then she's on the hook for taxes and code violations so who's on the hook for that would it be the bank or would it be her well i mean technically at the end of the day it's the person on the deed but you know there's a there's a term called reo in the world of real estate and it's a term you don't ever want to see come up it just stands for real estate owned which is fancy for bank owned which means the owner has foreclosed but you know when someone loans you money they're loaning it based on what your risk is and if for some reason the risk is stronger than the long term, then the bank has to take the property back and they're ultimately responsible. But yeah, this, this zombie thing to kind of go back to it, if somebody moves out and they quit paying you know, their mortgage, that means they're also probably not paying their property taxes. They're probably also not paying to get their, their lawn mowed. So it could come back on them. But you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, the bank has to be responsible because they're the ones that gave the go-ahead to loan the money in the first place. And what's the, the length that a homeowner would find out about this? Is it uh, like six months? Could it be years? Or is it pretty much it, it, nobody really knows? It, it just varies on who the lender is. I would say that for just like a big bank lender, people that are in Chicago and Dallas and Florida, they, they probably give you a, a three to six month runway. And there's also things called a pre-foreclosure, which is a whole nother just sticky situation. <laughs> But it's not like you just posted a notice on your door and you have to get out like an eviction. And even that process, there's some power in the court of the tenant. But yeah, it, they, they give you some they give you some leniency. And a lot of times, too, in this forbearance thing, what people didn't realize is if they say, hey, we're not going to make you pay your mortgage for six months. Then all of a sudden what happened is those six months or that year passed and you had to pay all those payments up at once. 
which really wasn't a likely situation for most people. So, you know, the, the music has stopped for um, a lot of homeowners across the country, even though the economy continues to, to explode. Wow. I can personally speak for myself when the COVID crisis was, crisis was at its peak. I actually had the offer. Somebody was offering, hey, you should go into forbearance, and I refused to do it. And now I'm hearing all these horror stories about it, and I'm so glad I didn't do that. Now, as far as the zombie foreclosure, is there a way to fix it? Is it a way to get out of it unscathed? Uh, sure, but you can't buy your home back. And I think that's the other thing, too, people don't realize is that, you know, eventually you, you got to pay the piper. And these people that are getting out in the middle of the night thinking they're going to get away with murder. You know, I think a foreclosure stays on your record for seven years. And this whole zombie thing, which is literally a new term that's been coined, I don't know what, how long it's going to affect their credit or their ability to repurchase, but some of these people might not even be able to lease again. So this is something that's a, a real big issue. And I don't think it's a matter of just apologizing and saying, here's here's a check for the HOA dues. Here's a check for the missed mortgage payments. But, you know, it's, it's abandoned property. You can't go and reoccupy. And you also can't go and make it right versus a foreclosure. Up until the day of foreclosure, you can pay the lien holder, probably the bank, a certain amount of money to go and, and make it whole. But this is a, a different situation with some more extreme circumstances. And there's another term, too, that I have no idea what this is, shadow inventory. I, I heard that word being thrown around a little bit, but I never heard of it. What, what is shadow inventory? Imagine there's a property you want to buy that you know is going to come on the market, but you can't buy it yet. So it's the stock of housing that has not been placed on the real estate market yet, where maybe it's going through a process with the bank and they have to finalize the foreclosure process, the zombie foreclosure process, whatever the, the trendy term is at the time but you don't have access to it yet. So it's like kind of in the limbo phase and the purgatory phase where you can't act on it, but it'll be there eventually. Is there a way to fix that? The zombie foreclosures and the shadow inventory, are these issues that need to be fixed through legislation, do you believe? I mean, probably not because you're, you're dealing with banks. And the thing about banks is they're unemotional. And you know, if anybody's ever gone through the process, I, I think one of the most painful situations as a real estate agent is representing a buyer who's purchasing a foreclosure. And I've, I've had delays literally up to almost two years where the banks are just going to be like, hey, sorry, it's 501 on a Friday. I live in Cincinnati. I'm never going to meet you. I'm not giving you my cell phone number. Talk to you on Monday. So, you know, I, I think the regulations are already kind of set in place and we have to just we have to play by their rules. And, you know, again, everyone's worried about a foreclosure crisis coming up, which I don't think is going to happen across the country. But the people that are in trouble are really the ones that shouldn't have bought in the first place. And I think that's that's just a lesson in being an adult. And we're going to see this to, you know, a different kind of scale. But, you know, as far as the processes and, and pulling up to legislation, this is how it's been. And it's, it's a rule that's, you know, people have to abide by. And now that we're seeing it, in relative groves, we're just going to become more educated, even if we're not, you know, firsthand experiencing it. And we're talking with CEO and owner of the Rogers Healy Company, Rogers Healy. And you mentioned about the foreclosure crisis that that may not happen. And we're basically coming out of this whole pandemic. Personally, you know, how has the market been? Do, do you see it being better than it was 18 months ago? Yeah, it, it's stabilizing. And again, it, it's all relative. The thing that was interesting, the, the word that I used last year was sprummer, where historically spring and summer are the busiest times of the year. And last year in spring, whether, you know, Dallas, Chicago, Nashville, Miami, it, it, pretty much anywhere except for New York City, Boston, Miami, anywhere that was densely populated, we had two quarters of business in one quarter. And 
that just set the market differently. And we also have a new generation of buyers called millennials where all across the country, millennials are making up for over 40% of home purchases, whether it's a first time home or not. And so when you see these statistics and every day there's a few thousand people turning 40, which is technically still a millennial, you know, we've got job security and we just got to hope these people have careers that are long lasting and they're not going to go and, you know, get Netflix where, you know, Netflix and companies like that <laughs> took out a lot of other old school businesses, but hopefully being an Instagram influencer can, can make it make enough money for these people to keep purchasing. And we've got some <laughs> stability for, you know, at least another decade. And there you have it. CEO and owner of the Rogers Healy companies, Rogers Healy. He's joining us and we were talking about zombie foreclosures and shadow inventories. Hey, if you want to check out Rogers Healy, you can go to Rogers Healy media.com. That is Rogers Healy media.com. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. Avoid the zombies, everybody. Please be prepared. <laughs> Love what you just heard? Team MVP is brought to you by everyone's favorite unabridged millennial, Mason Vera Payne. Let's be friends. Connect with us at Mason Vera Payne on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Got a question or comment for the show? Email contact at masonverapain.com and make sure to check out masonverapain.com to catch up on what you missed and get fresh content multiple times a week. That's Mason Vera, P A I N E, all one word, dot com.